I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. Oh, shit. There we go. Oh, yes. Reunited with my very best friends. <laughs> the only people that might understand me in this whole entire world. Might. <laughs> might. Oh, man. We might not always agree with you, but we do understand you. That's, that's all that I ask. That's all that I ask. You don't have to agree, you know, you just have to have to understand the process. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> How's everybody doing, man? What's up? Oh, wait, 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 wait. My bad. Let me welcome everybody to this week's <laughs> brand spanking new episode of Get It How You Live with a you. Yes. <laughs> Got my main man Ross and Emily here, guys. All right, what's up? All right, you guys take it away now. I already I said the intro. Perfect. <laughs> it, you know what? Um, I'm good, man. I'm well. I'm well. I'm... Uh... I'm happy to be to be here to be able to enjoy this this moment in time with you guys. <laughs> wow, that was serious. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, sometimes you need to know. Sometimes you you need, you need to be serious about what you say to people. You know, I don't want y'all. I I wouldn't want y'all to think I'm just being flippant about it. It's kind of like uh, when they're like, "Hey, how you been?" Oh, I'm good. I'm good. But really, you're not. But if you're like, "Hey, man, thanks for asking. I've been very well," then it's like, "Oh shit, this." This individual really means it. So that's why, that's why I said that. How you doing, Emily? I'm also doing well. And uh, I was kind of thinking before the show, like, oh, what's my pal? And I was like, I don't know if I have one this week. <laughs> it's been an oh, week. wow. So it's been that good of a week. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that it's been like that good of a week, but like. No, 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 no. You can't walk, you can't walk that shit back. It's like. Yeah. That's done brought him out. See? Yeah, you can't walk it back. You can't walk it back. You had me all hyped. <laughs> I mean, it's been a decent average week and uh, nothing to really complain about. So I, I'm doing well. Cool, cool. What about you, Senor Saul? Have you had oh, I, I mean, no, just, just, just chilling. Same old, same old. Um... I mean, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll start us off with the wows and cows. Okay, you're going in. Cool, cool, yeah, cool. Let's go in. Uh, As my neighbors wow. are on their motorcycle making mad noise outside, I apologize. Oh, no, it's okay. I, I can't even hear it, so you're good. Don't worry. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I guess uh, I the wow that I have is I, I got to put in my two weeks in for this uh, job that I'm at currently. Mm-hmm. That I- Straight up, hold up, hold up. Let me let me make sure I got this right because I I need I always forget to give myself the uh, the horns here. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Trying to. Um, yo, huge shout out, and I should have mentioned this last week, and I and I forgot, but huge shout out to Buddy, um, for coming through uh, when we were at Nardo's actually, because he because he came through with only the finest bottles of only the finest of beverages for his only the finest here. So I am I am sipping on a nice glass of uh just makers, uh just yeah, on the rocks. I got like two little ice cubes. Hold up, hold up, sipping (laughs) on some makers. Are you then insinuating, sir? That you, Saul NBD Ureña, 
is not drinking Western Suns tonight. <laughs> He's upgraded. Got it, got it. Okay. On the Western Suns for tonight. That is correct. Damn. All right, all I right. Moved up. I moved up thanks to thanks to Carl. Yo, shout out, <laughs> shout out, shout out, shout out to Carlos. Shout out to Carlos. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But um, but yeah. So put in my two weeks. I I, I tweeted earlier. I tweeted on Wednesday. I think is when I did it. Um, but I, I was gonna say there's no there 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 are a few other better feelings in this world than, than like putting in your two weeks at a job that you hate so much. <clears throat> you yep. know. So so yeah. I'm 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 really excited about that. Uh, my manager was like, Oh my God, why are you leaving me? And I was like, Well, number one, they're paying me a lot more. Number two, this job is contracted. Number three, like, are you kidding me? I get benefits and like stock options. At this yeah, point. let's not you act like, yeah. let's not act like, come on. Lady, we're we're not doing up. a nice upgrade here. Let's, there's no love lost, family. There's she no was love. like, She was like, Are they paying you more? I was like, Of course they're paying me more. Nah, I'm just. I said it just like that. <laughs> nah. And also, you don't have to deal with like, a shitty mental health situation every day. Oh mm-hmm. my! That see, and that that's the biggest one. I uh, funny enough, I was just telling Ross how, um, and I, it would I hate to admit it, but I'm admitting it. Uh, you know, I mean, lately I've just been hanging up anybody, anybody with an ounce of attitude that comes across that phone. Mm. You know, I mean, anybody that comes that just starts cursing right off the bat, click, click, <laughs> click. And anybody that's like, oh, but I got, nah, but, then what are you like, you know, because I have to go through this spiel to let people know what I can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. And some people just get upset and they think that I'm just like useless. So the immediate thing that they say to me is like, well, what I call you for? What are you good for then? As soon as they say that, I'm click. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right. it's like, but you're right. I can't help yeah. you. Bye. You're right. Exactly. It's like, yeah, all right. This is what I got to do. I got to do. Well, since there's nothing, I, since there's nothing else I can do for you, I guess we can end this call. Bloop. It, pretty much. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. I wish you could say back to them, like, I don't know why you called me. Mm. <laughs> oh, trust me. I mean, I, you know, so I already thought I was going to get flagged for a call on, on that Wednesday. Mm. The very first call is like this, like, uh, West Virginian lo- yokel, you know, backyard. West like, Virginian yokel. You know, I don't even know. Next door to Kentucky. Oh, seriously. And uh, what, what what do they say? They just got all attituded with me with their with their with their West Virginian accent, mm. and they're just saying, "Well, what are you good for then?" You start cursing me out, and I was like, "Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's nothing else I can help you with. Thank you for calling me IRS. Click." <laughs> Wow. Shout out, shout out to Joe Manchin. Like, oh my god, I, I can't believe I just did that. Like, mm. oh, here I go. This is it. This is it. They're gonna get me for this. And then I was like, well, whatever. I'll just pick up a couple extra bar shifts, you know, throughout the next week and a half if I have to. Mm. Um, so, you know, but they didn't they didn't say anything about that yet. Anyways, I made it to the you've weekend. Reached, so you've reached that point. You just have no more fucks to give. Yeah, no, I, I, I've definitely reached that point. It is what it is. But yeah, um, not to beleaguer it any longer. Put in my uh, two weeks. Start this uh, new job uh, coming up soon here in the next couple of weeks, and, I, and I'm pretty excited. Uh, mm-hmm. My pal, um, real quick, and I don't want to spend too long on this because I, I talk about this a lot every week or every other week. Um, but I'm going to call him out by his government name, John Arguello, this oh. uh, Osceola County School Board uh, member or whatever, whoever he is. Uh, so I've been watching this the, the Osceola County School Board's uh, meetings. And it's just like, 
Um, it's a pal because I, I, you know, the end of Billy Madison. You remember when when the when they're doing like the Jeopardy style game show and the, you know, he gives a song answer and then the the teacher I whoever you the no prince, points. Yeah, he's like, I award you no points. That was the dumbest you know thing we've ever heard. We, we we're exponentially stupider now for having to listen to you ramble on about that. That's mm. how I feel about listening to this man. Uh, definitely, uh, the QAnon links are there, um, and I just you know. I hope people don't let this man, I hope they vote him out. I hope this is the last time he's ever holding some sort of elected office. I know he's got like, I think what, three years till the next election. Whoa. Two years. Am I wrong? I don't know. No, you're right. Cause he just came in. Yeah. He just got an office. Yeah. He just got an office. A, um, this guy's a, he got elected in 2020. Yes. Thank you. That's right. So this guy's just a complete crackpot. Uh, absolutely has no factual like evidence about anything he speaks about when he's talking. He he pulls things out of like the air and he's always making fun of people and always making fun of things. Um just very he's like he's like a giant fat baby up there. It's crazy. So anyways, that's my pal and I hope whoever hears this hears this and I hope that they don't let this man get away with anything else. He's I mean he's just He's just a buffoon up there, and he's making a he's an embarrassment. He's embarrassment. He really is. He's embarrassing. I hope he knows that. He sounds like an idiot. That in a while. So yeah. Anyways, those are my wows and pals. Uh, M, give us your wows and pals. No, no, she only has a wow, sir. Oh, that's right. She didn't have the pal because she's having such a fantastic week being a hotshot attorney up in D.C. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, you know, if I was gonna give you a pal, it would be about work, but. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Wow, no pal. Wow, no pal. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to pretend like work doesn't exist and the rest of my life was going just fine. I like Um, it. I like it. Eat money bags. (laughs) Um, You know, I guess my wow is, um, I don't even remember how much I've talked about this on the show, but I went out to see my dad in Wisconsin in August. It was uh, (laughs) a Uh difficult trip to say the least. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. just because he and I don't see similarly on anything and um, just to be blunt about it he's very racist um, so it was a it was a hard trip but at the end of the trip he uh, wrote me a check for some nice money um, and I didn't want to keep it I didn't want to spend it on myself or anything like that so I've spent the past couple weeks um, basically identifying organizations to give it to that would make him angry. Um, <laughs> and so like I donated a bunch of stuff to Afghanistan refugees that were going to be coming in and, you know, just a couple of different organizations, but long story short, I had a bunch of donations that had been taking over my apartment up here and I took them down to a homeless shelter that does like a lot of really good work up here in DC. They've got a lot of transitional housing programs. They've got like, you know, there's always showers available, like just kind of the, they do a lot of good work up here. So anyway, I took like a carload of stuff over and as I'm unloading everything, the guy that's handling the the donations is kind of asking me what everything is and just, you know, seeing his expressions on some of the items that like they clearly really needed um one of the things that I gave over he was like oh thank you so much like we just ran out of all of these we didn't know what we were gonna do like you know and it, it just felt good to like be filling a need um <clears throat> and knowing that like I wasn't just donating a blank check or donating something that they didn't really need um 
so yeah, that, I mean, maybe that's why I don't really have a pal because I just feel good this week. <laughs> Look at you being um, a humanitarian. Well, you know, I don't really want that sort of credit because it's not like I went into my own pocket, right? But um, I just, I, I really wanted to help out organizations that I know are antithetical to him. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That uh I have to follow that. We Sorry. Had, we should have had him go last. Yeah. Nah, whatever. You were at one of the best football games last night ever. Period. So that's my wow. Uh, my wow is that yeah, I got to go to the season opener and it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. And so that that was good. Drove down, um, got got to go on the on the pirate ship. That was fun. My son enjoyed that a lot, and then it turned out to be a very um, very entertaining game. So that was that was my wow. Uh, the pal was uh, to start off the week. I got to find out that the great actor Michael K. Williams became oh, yeah. became an okay. ancestor. Mm. And, um, and and of course, like a lot of people, everybody's gonna remember his body of work and Omar and Montrose and um, and oh, what was that 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 show that I was crazy about all summer long. When what played, the wire? No, no, the, no we uh, played the Tick's country, dad. Country, um, uh, Lovecraft country. country. Yeah, Lovecraft, Lovecraft, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he did that. But but it's also that. Um, what were really affected, and it's just not just me, but I'm sure many people. It's just, it's just you. You think about what the man tried to stand for outside of uh, of what he did on the screen, and it's just like you see, like all the work that he did. I got to see, um, <clears throat> I got to see an interview, which I think it wasn't even an interview. It was just like a, an appearance on the red carpet where um, where the guy who plays Bunk and his name Wendell Pierce. There you go. Where Wendell Pierce got spoke about him, and he said that Ooh, the great thing. Yeah, well, no, 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 that's not him. No, 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 you're, you're, you're thinking that's the that's Clay Davis. That's the guy who plays Clay Davis. Oh, my bad. But my bad. but Wendell Pierce played Bunk. He played the played the McNulty's exactly. partner. Oh, okay, okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and and he said something that was very that was very very insightful. It kind it kind of hit me. He said that. When Michael K. Williams is on is on the screen, what he does is he tries to bring to life. He tries to let you think deeply about people who you would just walk by in the middle of the street and never even think twice about paying attention to. Mm -hmm. And it, and it kind of it was like dang, you know, because I remember when I when when I was not even when I was younger because it still happens now, but it's something that I see that I've instilled in my son and I'm kind of happy about that, is that a lot of times when you're out on these streets doing whatever, when you see another black man or black woman, you usually give them the head nod, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and and it's just like for no reason at all. And some people will be like, oh, do you know this guy? And it's like, no, I don't. So why did you give him, why did you salute him? Why did you give him a nod? And and it's just like, yo, we, we're in this society and it's it feels good to be seen. We both acknowledged the struggle we're all going through. As you know, well. it, it feels good to be seen. It's it's just like, yo, what's up? I see you, brother. I see you, sister. And that's 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 what it brought me to thinking about. And also the fact that 
there's there's a situation where he's had in many interviews that he's had, he talks about where he's like, hey, you know, I'm that I'm nothing like the characters that that I play. I, like Omar, I'm nothing like Omar. And was he gay and, though in real life? I, I really couldn't tell you. He has he has a son, not to not to say that it means something or that it doesn't, but I really couldn't tell you. I don't know his life like that. What I can tell you is that he 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 made it a point to let people know that he was more than just that scar on his face that made him look like so thugged out, which is why he had so many of those crazy roles. But at the same time, he'll tell you, he's like, yo, growing up, I grew up around a lot of alpha males, but I was actually, you know, sensitive, you know, in, in, in the society that we're being brought up in. <clears throat> we can't be multifaceted. It's a very binary, it's very binary growing up as a black boy, becoming a black man in this world, because you can't show feelings, you can't cry. If you're if you win, if you're good at something, you gotta act like you've been there before. And and the list goes on. I mean, I'm not gonna beleaguer the point, but what I'm trying to say is that it it it, it hit home to see him because it we we're suspecting, right? Everybody believes that he overdosed. Yeah. And it's just like, man, here you are in this world, like just trying to find some relief, right? From from people just constantly questioning or making you question everything about yourself, right? And and it's like you have your talent, you have your intellect, you have just your very being, and then you're looking for that solace somewhere, and, and people don't understand you because, you know, there, there's these images, these ideas of what you're supposed to be, right? You're supposed to be tough, you're supposed to be this, you're supposed to be strong, and and that's an issue that we, we have, especially, especially within hip-hop, especially within the Black community, especially within immigrant communities in these United States, right? That you're supposed to be like this, this super, and I don't want to say Superman because he ain't really trying to be Kalel, but you, you have to be like this. The, what, what is it they say? Uh, uh, you, you hear a lot of times people talk about <clears throat> toxic masculinity and things of that nature, but no, this guy was just trying to be himself. And, um, if if it is due to an overdose that he passed away, then then you you know that he was seeking solace, right? And and the crazy thing about it is that yeah, he'll tell you or he used to tell people that it, he didn't pick up his drug habit until after he was on the wire, and then he lost everything. Then all of a sudden he was on coke, and then it turned into whatever it turned into. So to our fallen ancestor, may you rest in peace. But that was my pal, just. Michael K. Williams, the world lost a good one. Yep, he uh, he's definitely been one of the most memorable actors in The Wire, right? Like, yeah, so yeah, and and that's that, right? Like, he was a great actor on The Wire, and but then, <laughs> but then you get to like look him up, and you see like his IMDb, and then you realize, yo, he's been in a lot of stuff that I didn't even notice him in. And then in some things that all of a sudden you remember him in, right? For example, he was in, a, he was in, the, in the movie Bullet. That was a Tupac movie. And uh, that came out in 1996. And he, um, he, he played Tupac's younger brother in that high top. So then I was like, oh snap, he was in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he was also in, uh, 
I hate to mention him, but he was also in R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet. I don't know if you've ever watched that saga, Emily. <laughs> I mean, I think I saw it at the time, but I can assure you I have not gone back to rewatch. <laughs> well, I remember, I remember him in that because um, The Wire had already come out when that came out. So he, he was in that. He actually played a cop. He actually played the cop who was married to a white lady who was pregnant and turns out she was pregnant for a little person. And, um, <laughs> you know, R. Kelly being the image of uh, political correctness in the video, he goes, the midget is the baby's daddy. <laughs> and and that's because dude finds the, the dad, the, the, I guess what, short person? He was hiding, not in the closet, but I believe under the sink. And then he opens it up and he's down there. So there was that part. But his character himself was having an affair with R. Kelly's character's wife. I mean, you know, so he was in that. Um, he was also in Miracle at Saint, Saint, Santa Ana. I don't, I, don't I do not remember Michael K. Williams in Trapped in the Closet. Yeah, tra Michael K. Williams was in tra Trapped in the Closet, big. <laughs> He's a cop. Watch the if you if you dare, if you dare watch <laughs> the video. Emily, again. Has Emily ever seen that? She 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 says she uh, says that she been? she's sorry, sure sorry, that she I, watched I it. I take care of something. Hold on, you say that again. Go ahead, Emily. Speak for yourself. I said that I I'm sure I saw it at the time, but I've definitely not gone back to rewatch it. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, he's he's in there, bro. He's the he's the he's the cop that pulls R. Kelly over at the beginning, but. Oh my! Yeah, yeah, he's in there. He's in there. Um, he was also in one of my favorite movies of 2010. He was in um, Brooklyn's Finest. Yeah, he was. He was thugged out as fuck in that one though, and it sucks because that's not what he wanted to stand for. But he was definitely, he was definitely in that movie. Like he was hardcore in that movie. Um, what else was he in? He was in a movie called The Road. Was it called The Road? Yes, it was called The Road. It was based on uh with Vigo Mortensen. Yes, he was yeah. it was based on a Cormac McCarthy book. I don't know if you guys ever read Cormac McCarthy, but his stuff is very um his stuff is very um it's very dark. That's the best that's the best way I can describe it. It's very dark, it's very sobering. And he played a character in that some dude with like no shoes. It was actually pretty rough. He tried to steal from the boy and the father because in there they, you never get to know their name. He, the you know, the father refers to his son as son, and the and the boy refers to his father as dad. So you never get to know their name. And even when you look at the at the casting, that's what they're casted. That's what they were casted as. So he was in that. Um, he was in Ghostbusters. So I guess he he did. Yeah, his comedy. He was in. Uh, he was in the Purge movies. Some of the Purge movies. I remember. He was in Superfly, the remake in 2018, which I have to admit I watched. Hmm. And um, he brought he brought credibility to that because that was a that was a rough movie to watch. But he <laughs> he did he did a good job. He did a good job. And, and of course, you know, he was in he was in various TV shows that we we just never thought about paying attention to him, man. But he, he did a lot. He did a lot. And every time he was on the screen, though, like, he's, his his um, his um performance stole the show. Oh, stole yes. the show. And mm -hmm. so, um, yeah. That's all I had to say. 
he really, really, I wanted, I wanted to let y'all know that he was in, um, he was entrapped in the closet. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to R. Kelly, who you're not supposed to name, but shout out to R. Kelly. Oh my goodness, R. Shout out to R. Kelly, who's what, what's happening with all the STDs he gave everybody. All Listen, that, that well, brother is facing trial two. right now. He's oh. facing two federal cases. Yeah. Oh. oh. One in Brooklyn, one in Illinois. Oh. Yeah, they're gonna put him under the jail. <laughs> so um. Yeah, so I guess let's uh, let's kind of try to get into it real quick. I I'm trying to uh, well, we're trying to maybe not, you know, trying trying to keep it within time constraints here and, and be professional. So um, this Biden vaccine, uh, I don't want to say it's a mandate, but I guess it's more of a proposal. Is that the best? Is that a better way of saying that? Say that again. What did you say? It's more of a of a proposal, maybe. I don't know, man. I think I think from what I gather, he's he's he signed um, executive orders. So what what exact? Because I know like government officials or government uh, employees need to get vaccinated, uh, which I'm I'm fine with that. I don't care, whatever. Like <laughs> um, I said, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine. Listen, I, to be honest with you, I'd be, I would I would be a hundred percent like, hey, because like I mean, when you know, like get vaccinated, a hundred percent, you know, vaccine mandate. They don't let you into a public school unless you have your vaccines, correct? Like as a kid? No. They they want the hist- your history of uh of vaccination and if you don't have all of them, you just got to explain why. Okay, I just thought it was a little different when I was younger. If you can't if you can't explain why then yeah, you out the gang, you know. But but you can always explain why hell. The 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 the, the excuse of preface is religious beliefs, right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm telling you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, anyways, regardless, listen, I'm okay if this man signs whatever he signs to tell jobs, like, hey, your employee's going to get vaccinated. Like, that's just it. I don't, I, like, I I don't know. I I need details on this. Well, I think that's what you're thinking about. That one hasn't gone into effect yet, is. OSHA is trying to come up with a rule. Of course, that OSHA say is. that like <laughs> employers with more than a certain amount of employees, one hundred, one hundred, have to require either weekly testing or vaccinations. But that that's that's in the rulemaking process, and that could take a while and then be challenged and blah blah blah. Okay, huh? Well, what yeah, you're it? looking at a fourteen thousand dollar fine per violation. Um, yeah. So what is it? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah. All employers with 100 or more employees to ensure their workforce is fully vaccinated or require unvaccinated workers to produce a negative COVID test at least once a week. So I think what's going to happen is employers are not going to cover that. Right. Okay. And then you asked out because you got to pay for these COVID tests on a weekly basis. I mean, shit, Disney. Was it? I, I there was an ESPN. Um, there's an ESPN anchor, and I forgot her name. I forgot. Maybe she's not even an anchor. She might just be an ESPN reporter who who recently quit. She recently left because her and her husband are trying to get pregnant, and so as a result, they're not gonna. And they're also doing. Um, they're also doing in vitro treatments, and as a result, they're not. She's not gonna be vaccinated. But because of that, she's also like not gonna leave her house, so she's staying. So she, so she left. She left ESPN. 
But yeah, Disney's like, yo, we gotta get vaccinated or else. Allison Williams. I don't think they're giving people much of a choice. And then yes, Biden is also requiring vaccination for um for federal employees, right? Like any, anybody who works with the executive branch and and the contractors for the executive branch. So that would mean you too, sir, Mr. Saul. And um, these people have no option to test out. Like, yo, bro, you 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 gotta get vaccinated. <laughs> That's it. And I, then uh, um and then for air, for airline passengers who don't want to wear a mask or who don't want to keep their masks on um during flight um that $14,000 fine could double to $28,000 I love I love how people are like saying they're going to quit over this like some people are resigning like because I'm not going to get a vaccine and I'm like yes please just please quit your jobs and leave it open for somebody more competent than you to fill that position. Well, I don't know competent, but definitely more uh, more of a humanitarian, more of a humanist. There, that's more competent already to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If... There you go. I don't know. Well, and do? they'll get a rude awakening uh, now that the unemployment benefits have... It uh, done so! Yeah, exactly. Dried up. How, how, how was your... Did your office say anything about vaccines? Did, we, did I ask you this already? Emily or no? My office? Yeah, like did they say oh, like well, the... my office is very small and we were all dying to get vaccinated. So we are all very, very vaccinated. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it wasn't even there wasn't even a question about what to do. It was like how soon can you get vaccinated? So hmm. bam. But there's only there's only four attorneys and one of them lives in Maine. So oh. <laughs> um, we're small. Maine. Small yes. but mighty. <laughs> Small but mighty facts. <laughs> we are. I uh, I just you know I I just hope that that something gets done. I'm tired of like uh, the Democrats kind of like pussyfooting around everything when they like have control of the House and the Senate and like the president. <laughs> and that I I I just don't understand what's happening. You know why they haven't really put their foot down. Um, I, I did see that they kind of started to put their foot down a little what on this the Santos riot bill, or maybe it wasn't. No, no, that's that's the court. That wasn't yeah, elected that's officials. The court. That's the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least at least somebody's trying to do something. But then the court let him go ahead and keep his uh, like the anti mask mandate thing or whatever, right? Well, that's a different court, but yes. I, all right. Well, I don't, I'm so conf- all right, Emily. Explain this to me. <laughs> um. So. It was originally challenged in federal court at the district court level, I think. Don't quote me. That's typically where it goes. And then it goes up on appeal to the circuit court level, typically. Um, And so basically, like, whichever court it's in, it's in a federal court. The first judge said, you're right. Can't do that. It went up on appeal. The next judge overruled him. That's it. So and like, how, how is that? But like, why do they do that? I feel like that's such disrespect. It's like someone coming over everything that I just did on my work and being like, "Not nope, here, we're going to do this." Well, instead. that's what happens when you're a trial judge. You get fucking overruled. <laughs> but that, I mean, how is that? I don't. I see. I, I that I'll never understand. I just. I, I, well, I don't get it. Typically, it is harder. I mean, there is there are levels of st- what they call standards of review depending on the type of case, the standard of review is different, but 
Um, there's still deference. The appeals court has to give deference to the trial court. Um, so the longer you go up on appeal, like the harder it is to change the outcome. Um, you know, one of the standards is abuse of discretion. So the, the appeals court is looking at, well, did the trial court abuse his or her, his or her discretion? And even within that standard, the court has to say, like, even if I, as a different judge, would have reached a different decision, as long as there was a basis for the trial judge's ruling, I'm not going to substitute my judgment for that judge's judgment. Like, that's the deferential standard of review. Um, and I'm not even going to pretend to know what standard of review they're dealing with on this case because I haven't really read up on it. But appellate courts always have to be deferential to trial courts. But that doesn't mean that it never gets overruled. Facts. Jeez Louise. But it's really, like too many, right? too much red tape for everything. Well, that's how it ends up in the in the Supreme Court. Yeah. yeah. That's that's literally how it ends up in the Supreme Court. You 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 went in front of Saul, Saul said this. So this party wins and then you're like, "Oh, well, even though this judge said, even though Saul said this, but there's something else he didn't really take into account. Boom, let's go in front of Ross." And then Ross is like, "You know what? You're right. Saul was wrong. Let's go." You guys are cool. And then you're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to talk to Emily. Look, Ross said this, even though Saul said this, but there's also this. So it just keeps on going, man. Uh, I don't even know what yep. to say, to be honest. That was a poor man's version of. No, I get no, it. That's exactly I, I, I totally right. get it. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I said that's exactly right. And if you're in a state court, once you get to your state Supreme Court, it's oftentimes over. There's usually limited options to go federal or to the Supreme Court. Um, but yeah, it just kind of keeps going up upwards up the chain. Oh my goodness. I I mean I, I this guy's just it's just I'm I'm over this theatrics with him, you know? Um I'm glad that I, I guess whatever court decided to do what they did with this riot bill. Um it's just another thing for theatrics for him. Um, but this whole mask mandate thing, it's really wild. I, I don't know how people just can't, I'll just never understand how people still can't get behind this idea. Like just wear the fucking mask. Um, you know, especially in school, especially kids, especially like if you're in that kind of, uh, environment, but I don't know, I'm not an expert. So yeah. that's why we have Emily. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I don't know, you know, these men, I mean, whatever. I, I don't know why the people think it's unconstitutional. But, you know, can't have a, can't have an abortion after six weeks. <laughs> no. So, so uh, oh, something just happened with that, though, didn't they? Didn't they, didn't the, isn't somebody getting sued for that or? Well, or, the DOJ is in? trying to figure out what to do and, and is probably going to bring some sort of suit against the state of Texas. But... All right, Merrick. Yep. Merrick Garland. Um, okay. So we'll see how that plays out, right? TBD. Okay. The problem, okay. I mean, the real, the real crisis for that is in a normal situation where you were asking for a pre preliminary injunction to stop 
a law that is on its face restricting a constitutional right, the Supreme Court would would put into place the preliminary injunction while it all got, you know, worked out in the lower courts and made its way back up to them. So the fact that they didn't do that just really (laughs) should alarm people that they are very hostile to the constitutional right to abortion. Um, And so even if the DOJ sues Texas and even if it makes its way back up to the Supreme Court, um, it's really questionable what the court will do since they've already sort of indicated that they don't mind uh, trampling all, all of your constitutional right to an abortion. Yeah, the, uh, so this is, I guess, what I was talking about. The, the U.S. Justice Department sues Texas over the yeah. new abortion law that uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland calls unconstitutional. There you go. Yeah, Garland called the law a scheme to nullify the Constitution of the United States. It prohibits a procedure before many people know <clears throat> that they are pregnant. Which is true. So yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So I guess, I guess we'll see what happens with that for sure. Um, <laughs> the, I, I know Ross and I spoke about this uh, a couple months ago, um, or whenever it happened. I guess the the QAnon father that killed his kids in Mexico. Oh yeah, that was that was a month. That was a couple weeks ago. Was it? I, I feel like it was forever ago. Well, I guess today nah. was a. Was was uh, was his first appearance in court, and um, what are they doing? They're looking for the death penalty. Is that right? Oh yeah. What was it, Matthew? Matthew Coleman. And then what's the deal, Emily? What were you saying? Because I I I was talking to Emily about this earlier. He should. You were saying he should get tried in Mexico. Well, yeah, that's where he committed the crime. That's where that's Jandra's Jackson. Allegedly, so, the crimes occurred in Mexico. So, so how does this happen? Not- I don't know. I, you know, all I read was what you sent me. So I don't know. Did he come back to the U.S. before they figured it out? And then are trying to, Mexico was like, you deal with it. I don't know. Mm. know. But like extradition happens. (laughs) He, He has been charged with two counts of foreign first degree murder of United States nationals. And frankly, I, that's like, I, I mean, I don't think Mexico has a death penalty, and I'm typically anti-death penalty anyway, but I just would much prefer him to be in a Mexican prison. Yeah, um. <laughs> that could be death penalty enough. Um, penalty enough. <laughs> yeah, that would be wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, like that's the jurisdictional piece, I don't understand why he's being tried in the U.S. instead of Mexico. Mexico can obviously prosecute him. Yeah. I just, I just think it's wild that this man, you know, they describe him as a good Christian, right? That uh, te- taught people how to, how to surf. And uh, Jesus even... said, "Let there be surf." Yeah. <laughs> Facts. And then all of a sudden, uh, he like kills his kids because of. Uh... I mean, I don't even. <laughs> Some QAnon conspiracy. Because he said they were going to grow up to be monsters or something. Yeah, literally. Why? Well, he's a monster, so genetically speaking, they have a pretty good yeah. chance. He's like, what is he said? He he had been receiving visions, visions and signs revealing that his wife possessed serpent DNA, and had passed it onto <laughs> his children, 
and that by killing them, he was saving the world from monsters. See, Ross, I don't remember this when we spoke about it. Yeah, we mentioned. I, I mentioned it. Yeah, the DNA, yeah. the serpent DNA. Yeah. Oh, boy, that Western son. Because he's never, because he he's me. never, because <laughs> he never denied doing it. Right. Yeah. Oh my. Like I mean, he, he'll probably try an insanity defense, but I don't see that working because he he knew it was he knew what he was doing. He was purposely doing it. Yeah, he, he like he had a plan, went to a resort in yeah. Mexico, took them out in, in the desert, murked them, buried them, and then came back to the resort without his kids, then went back to the US. Right. Yeah. Where was this the is, wife? So, Why wasn't the wife so murdered if she's the Coleman, uh, all right. source of the serpent DNA? Yeah, so <laughs> so he was he was first reported missing by his wife, and then he was identified in the complaint as ACR on Saturday. Let's see, she was she was unable to reach him by phone after he left in the family's van with their two children, a two year old boy and a ten month old girl. Oh my god. Yeah. The next day at the suggestion of police. Uh, AC used the Find My iPhone app to track Coleman's last known location to an open-air shopping center in Rosarito in the Mexican state of Baja, California. When Coleman arrived Monday at the U.S.-Mexico border crossing in San Ysidro without his children, law enforcement officers took him into custody. So I guess he got to the border. poor woman. Yeah, earlier that morning, like, Mexican authorities had discovered the bodies of two children with puncture wounds in their chest. Oh, my God. Ugh. So, yeah. And then the Mexican officials also recovered the weapon, bloody clothes, and a baby's blanket. Yeah. Coleman apparently told investigators he knew that killing his children was wrong, but said it was the only course of action that would save the world. Oh, my goodness. These are these are the kind of people that are running for school board, you know? These are the kind of people like John Arguello that's like up there. I'm telling you right now. These are the kind of people that are that are in church that in your churches right now. These QAnon maniacs. Let me stop because I'm about to sound like Joe Rogan, just blanket statementing all this stuff. <laughs> I appreciate you. Like we said at the beginning, we might not always agree with you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I appreciate you stopping yourself yeah. from sounding like Joe Rogan. You know, old old horse, the warmer ass maniac taking ass medicine over here. I don't know what he, I don't know what he was thinking. Anyways, um, I, I just we got. I don't know, man. This this on stuff is crazy. Yeah. Which I thought you and I was over. I thought so too. No. You know, uh, have you guys heard about the uh, the J six rally that's happening next weekend in DC? Oh God, no. So, so like, here's <laughs> the thing: like, everyone in DC like knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who works for the Secret Service, right? So, <laughs> all the muttering is like. Get out of the get out of DC next weekend. It's gonna be horrible and like whatever. But basically, there's gonna be another rally next weekend. Is, is J six um, stands for January six? Yes. Oh, um, because they are protesting the unfair treatment of these, you know, heroes patriots. And patriots. Um, what? Because the guy's not getting vegan food in prison? 
<laughs> Give me a break. Uh, you know. I'm pretty sure he's got a lot of vegan dick in there. Yeah. I oh, wow. So wow, that, that, that went that went <laughs> left. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just gonna keep going past that. They um, <laughs> you know, they're putting back up the chain link fences and all that stuff. But like QAnon's still around. Remember, they all thought that the president Trump was gonna be back as president in the middle of August. Like <laughs> Yeah, what happened with that? I thought, yeah, <laughs> I've, been, I've been asking myself that every time I see, I go on Twitter and it's supposed to be the day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? I thought that yeah. was like two weeks ago or something. Is he like going to ride down on a white horse with wings? Just a golden elevator. Just um. <laughs> Part, parting the, the, the clouds. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, QAnon is still, you know, alive and well, and we got more asshats coming to D.C. next weekend. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Is that confirmed? Like, they're really coming through? Yep. They are really coming through. The Capitol fencing got put back up, I think it was yesterday or maybe today. Um, Yeah. Mm. I mean, again, word on the street. (laughs) through the great is like they expect it to be pretty bad and they're just telling people to get out like and and people here are like oh should we go and counter protest and i'm like no we don't want that narrative of like both sidesism right even though it's unfair and bullshit like don't even give the media an ounce to to point fingers at us so ah that's funny you said that well because saul thinks otherwise (laughs) saul says go over there Put well, on your steel toe boots. Yeah, and so back their heads welcome in. to come up here, except he always says he is and never does. Oh. So if he really means what he says. Well, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm not I'm gonna I'm not gonna go on a super long tangent about this. I, I just think it's funny, Ross and I were literally talking about kind of that just before we, we started recording and how I feel that they have you know, like like we should hit them back with that same kind of energy that they have. I, I feel like that's the only way to really. Then you're like of... in Portland, right? Like, I uh... mean, I, I, hey, why not? Because like, you look like asshats alongside so them. They look like asshats already. Exactly. Let them be the asshats. Let us be the calm, rational but, adults. In the but room. letting them be the like, asshats was what led to like Biden presidency, right? Like he's not doing like a ton of stuff, but he's just like not actively being a fucking toddler. That's 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 fine, but I I think that's completely different than what I'm than what I'm saying. You know, I I I like I use the example uh, like like trolling online, um, you know, and, and the spread of misinformation and and how they have all these bots that just spread all this misinformation and they themselves you know do it you know why can't why don't why why don't we have bots that spread the correct information Information? (laughs) as fast as fast as their you know their disinformation you get what i'm saying like why can't we hit them back with the you know like like listen you know when hillary called them deplorables i think we need more of that like we need more we need more of that of of of, yeah they, they need to know what they are i don't care like we're we're over this. We're over Bay being like the dumb dumb in the classroom. You know what I mean? I mean, or like, we're over it, but I just don't see how showing up there makes a difference. I think I think it would be great if you know because they have all that 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 uh we're gonna stomp you down in your face racist energy, right? I think it would be great if like a whole bunch of 
Arnold Schwarzenegger's in their primes showed up and just stomped all these guys to the ground, you know, and just be like, that's it. Like you fascist scum. We're, we're killing you. Like we did Hitler and the Nazis in, in, in 1940, you know, whatever, 44, 45, whenever, whenever it was done, it was done in like 44 or 45. Anyways, point is like, that's it. Like, like zero tolerance. I would like to see zero tolerance for that kind of ignorance. Just flat out. I have zero tolerance for it, but I just feel like if I show up and start throwing punches and stomping people, I'm the one that's getting arrested and they're the victim. Like, well, how does that help the narrative? See, and, and that's the thing. I think from, from, from even a sweeping standpoint, like, you know, the cops that are in on that, right? The departments that might be in on it. Because there are. I, like, you guys hear me say it all the time. Like, Nazis are in our police force. Like, these racist, you know, KKK, you know, numbskulls are working in our police forces. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't, you know, but, but 20,000 Arnold Schwarzenegger's in their primes, but even, and, if, you know, but they, they the can't, cops... I mean, but this is just me, you know, daydreaming about, you know, giant <laughs> mutant men that can destroy racists and like, you know, proud boys in one, you know, just giant sweep of like an arm, like a bear taking off someone's head with one just swipe, just boom, done. Like anybody says anything stupid about like, you know, it, like anti-Semitism and fascism, like all right, well now we're gonna now now who was it the what what do they call him in uh man that Tarantino movie with the bat the bear the bear Jew the bear Jew. do you have a sign for crickets just do you have a cricket? I'm just trying to I forget what, what do they call him but anyways you know. They got a bunch of Nazis, and they're like, all right, well, you don't want to give us answers. Boom, here comes this giant man with a baseball bat taking off heads. <laughs> like, we need that for the side of good. That's all I'm saying, because they, they're willing to do that already for their, num- for their QAnon crazy conspiracy theories. We got a guy that killed his kids just now. You get what I'm saying? Like, we need that same kind of energy on our side and be like, all right, we're not gonna, we can't let this roll anymore. We just can't. Like, no more January 6th marches. Get, get, get out of here. You know you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like, they tried that in Charlottesville. And, you know, we had people die. Heather Heyer died. Yeah, right? yeah. the guy, the guy but- right there. You know what we needed? We needed everybody to pull that guy out of that car once they stopped him and literally tear him limb from limb. Well, That's what should have happened. No, he should have never went. He should have never went. Uh, he should have never gotten arrested alive. But like, you remember the whole thing was like the both sides, right? Who were the agitators? I, I just... don't care. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We know. We know. We don't need anyone to define who the agitator is. That's what I'm saying. We can't leave it up to anyone anymore. I sound like a vigilante maniac now, but that's <laughs> I, I, I do. I know I sound like that. I, I I'll admit. I know I sound. I know what I sound like. But that's the thing. Like we 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 just need to stop already. Like. Like, we need to remember, like, uh, in the Bible, the, the state was the one who killed the, you know, who, who killed the hero, right? Am I right about that? What? Like, if we're going back to the Bible, like, like it was, it was, you know, it, and doing right, like, Jesus Christ got sold out by, by Pontius Pilate and the people in the government. You lost me. I know. So what I'm saying is, we can't leave it up to these people to determine what's right or wrong anymore because we clearly know that they're corrupted. Like, the cops are wrong 98% of the time. We know that all this, like, we just know. So why, why are we letting, why are we still playing this game? 
I mean, what I would say is like there are roles for all of us in on the spectrum of there are there what are. the right there thing are. is. So like I hear you, but I also feel like the DC police, like there's a lot to criticize about the DC police. But that's not this podcast. Um because it's DC and you have the right of assembly and freedom of speech, like I think they where they went really wrong on January 6th was not was was not recognizing the point in which it had crossed. They should have sprayed all of them bounds. full of bullets. Literally. And and so like I personally think that this coming weekend could be much different. Um because hopefully they have some lessons learned about the mistakes they made then. Um, and we'll hopefully not let that happen again this weekend. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, TBD. Um, but, they, I mean, they made a lot of mistakes on the 6th. <laughs> like, I, I, I guess, but, like, what I'm trying to say, I guess, maybe in reference to, like, my last point about, like, not waiting for you know, like for these, for, for, you know, to do the right thing. Like, we know what the right thing is. Like, I, I just think it sucks and, you know, kind of trying to make this connection, but I think it sucks. For example, that like, if we saw somebody getting killed by the police, we would be so afraid to do anything because we know what the right thing to do is. That girl that was recording George Floyd knew what the right thing to do is. We hear her now. We heard her interviews. Yeah. We hear everyone else that was around there. You get what I'm saying? Like they knew what the right thing to do was. But the fact is that we can't even do the right thing for fear of dying. Like, that's wild to me. You know, like, that we have to think about that. If I saw somebody getting killed in front of me by a cop, I'd be like, oh, my God, should, I can't intervene. I got to let this man, I got to see this man take his dying breath right in front of me because if I do anything, I'm going to get killed, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to do the right thing? And that, yeah. what I'm saying is, as a, as a whole, there's so much more of us than there are of them. And if we all knew that, I am really stuck by each other, then we would not be afraid to do the right thing. Like, George Floyd would not have died if a, a hundred of those people saw that, hey, these four cops are being wild. A hundred of them, let's all move together. And let's get this man off this guy's knee, off his neck. It, I mean, hey, but that, you know, I, I, know, I, I know what I'm talking. I, I, I know I'm talking that. crazy. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I but I am, you know, like, I, I don't know, you know, like, I like, I hate to use this extreme example, you know, but like, Ross, honestly, if you saw me getting killed by a cop, I don't, I don't know if I would expect you to do something. You can, I, but I wouldn't want you get what I'm saying. It's like, I, oh my God, like, why? Now two of us are dead. Right. That's, you, you need white girl to step in. No, nah, now three of us are dead. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, Emily would live. She's a lawyer. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying? Like, but now if instead of just Ross having, you know, instead of me having to rely on Ross, like, I wish I could rely on the rest of humanity to be like, yo, this is wrong. Right. Like, well, why can't we rely on the rest of humanity to be like, these Proud Boys are wrong. These Nazis are wrong. This January 6th march is wrong. Like, bump that. I mean, you kind of veered into a different. I did. I did. I'm Conversation sorry. there. I did. Well, I still it's feel weird, it's a little connected. But I, I still feel it's connected, but I like, can I just like psychoanalyze for a second? I don't know that it's veering. It's like it's all connected because I'm gonna sound like a lecturing person, but like 
when your experience is that daily fear and that daily calculus of like, can I step in or can I not? And then you see January 6th happen with like basic impunity. Like, of course it's triggering to like the daily experience. So I don't know that it's really veering. I don't know. Man's just, man's just talking about taking certain actions. <laughs> I mean, I, theoretically, I would love to. I, you know, but I'm not an idiot, unfortunately. <laughs> like they are. That's why they're brazen enough to do everything that they did. And it's January 6th. Well, well, but uh, okay. See, and now, and now, and now, you're actually lending credence to what Emily said, which is good. Um, yeah, yeah because because they've there's there's that sense that they they didn't have to worry about the consequences because in their head, in their minds, there were no consequences, right? Well, they're still in really their honest. minds, the police work for them. Yeah, facto. They did. The police moved barricades. We saw that. Right. What are they doing about those crooked cops that were there? Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. We should look that up. So what I'm saying is I'm, I'm, I, I'm almost like I wish everyone would just be over that. Like, we know that they're crooked. We know that all this is, you know, the systems are kind of against, like, screw that. These guys want to come up in March or these, you know, these idiots want to do these mass mandates or these people want to, like, corner, you know, doctors coming out of a, a, a school board meeting or whatever, you know, and threaten that. Nah. We should show up tenfold and threaten these people for threatening the doctors. But you know that there are going to be people up there for that. Well, there should be 20,000 more than, than, than what we'd like to really be like, hey, this is it. This is it. Like, we're done. We're done putting up with your fascist, weird, you know, racist ideas and, and you dumb dumbs thinking that, like, you know, your, your COVID, you know, COVID's not real. Like, we're just done. We're done with that. You can either, like, hey, either get down or lay down. Which one is it going to be? Like, I feel like that's, I wish we could get to that mentality. Like, everyone at that point to be like, hey, this is it. Stop it. We got to stop the nonsense. Come on. Like, how, how far, how, when, when is enough enough? When people like, like me start snapping, you know what I mean? Like, no, like, I don't get it. Anyways, I digress. Because <laughs> I just, I just don't get it. You know, and I just sound like I'm some crazy maniac calling for violence. But what I'm really is calling for organized violence against Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm calling for organized violence. <laughs> Exhibit A in a future conspiracy trial. <laughs> we appreciate your honesty, sir. Yeah, for real. Ross, you got you to gotta get it how you live for us, man? Um, I do. This one comes courtesy of you, sir. <laughs> Um, that, that, I, I want to say it was yesterday, but it might've been earlier than that in the week. You, um, you sent me a story. I don't know if you've delved into it the way that I have. I seem to have, uh, I seem to have a leaning and an interest in, in, uh, financial deviance. I do, unfortunately. But you sent me a uh, you sent me a uh, a story about a group of gentlemen in South Florida who were part. They got arrested, but they were part of what, what was it? It was um, five hundred and fifty thousand dollars scheme to defraud the government 
by by filing unemployment claims. So it's not yeah. for PPP. Yes, weren't the only schemes going on. Mm. Right. Um, it was Palm Beach County, and nine people were arrested for fraud of over five hundred and fifty thousand dollars in unemployment benefits now here's the thing because i first read that and i was like damn they managed to like run off with five hundred and fifty thousand dollars that's actually kind of crazy no 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 it's fraud of over five hundred and fifty thousand, which means yo some of these cats were getting heavy bread for example one of them filed a claim in california while living in Florida, y'all, filed a claim in California stating that he lost his job, mm. stating that he lost his job as a cashier where he was making $546,000. <laughs> Hold on. Like, as a cashier? That's how much he was yeah. making a year? As a cashier. Dang. I need a another, one, another one filed a claim where he lost his job as a nurse, that he lost his job as a nursery teacher, where he made $63,000 a year. I so, think their defense should be they were helping the government catch cases of fraud. <laughs> <laughs> and and according to, to, to the charges... Because someone had to approve that benefit, right? If they yo, got somebody had to approve that motherfucking benefit. <laughs> Somebody literally stamped a document that was like approved. Yep, this cashier definitely makes five hundred thousand dollars a year. And, but this is how everybody gets caught. <laughs> Tyrell Bowie, nineteen, faces seven counts of fraud to obtain reemployment assistance, fraud to obtain property under twenty thousand dollars, and this is how people get caught: use of a two-way communication device. To commit a felony. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. On his application, he said that um, he filed a claim. Oh, this one's good. He filed a claim in Kansas, right? And um, the claim in Kansas said that he lost his job at Foot Locker in Arizona. <laughs> and so he tried to get some bread. He received from somehow, some way, the Massachusetts Department of Unemployment Assistance sent him eight payments of $5,700. Ohio Department of Job and Family Services sent him four payments for a total of $4,700. So he was doing his thing. Same thing happened to a gentleman named Nathaniel Braxton. Um, he's facing five counts. Of uh, of obtaining to of fraud to obtain reemployment assistance and also use of a two way communication device to commit a felony. Um, but my man found himself buying a BMW <laughs> and a Mercedes Benz. It wasn't enough for him to get one car; he had to get two cars. Mm. He had to get two cars. Um, mm. He got he got ten thousand dollars from from Pennsylvania um, onto a U.S. bank rely card. So shout out to him. Um, on the application, he said that he worked for Pennsylvania Physical Medicine. Wow! Like like I don't know how they didn't like. 
all of this is preventable. The government knows how much each of us makes. We file taxes. Your employer pays payroll taxes. Like, this is all information that the government already has. Yes. When you apply for unemployment benefits, there should be no line where I get to tell you what I make. You should just pop in a couple keys on your keyboard. And yeah. look at um, IRS what's and your social security number? Exactly how much I make. <laughs> and that should be the end of the story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's all preventable. But I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Hmm. The list goes on and on and on. There's a there's a gentleman who um, claimed that he made twelve thousand dollars while working in a mechanic shop in Kansas, but also said that the year before, up until twenty March first, twenty twenty, he was making sixty nine thousand dollars in Massachusetts. Mm. How does that how does that work, y'all? How do we how, how do we not? put in social security numbers just to be like, well, we see according to the last filing that your residence is blase, blase, blah. Yeah. Totally preventable. Yeah. So, but instead when you submit your unemployment claim, you probably had to say under penalties of perjury, I swear this information is correct. Yep. Fuck perjury and wherever she came from. Right. And then we're going to pay the prosecutors a ton of money to prosecute these people then if they get jail time, we're gonna pay a ton of money to fucking house these people. Yeah, they're gonna have trouble getting jobs afterwards. Like all of this was fucking preventable. So yeah. Oh yeah. They, they call him, and I mean the list goes on, but yeah, it's yeah. So to all these gentlemen, <laughs> um, all nine of them, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna do some some special shout outs though. For the four that I was mentioning, um, shout out to Tyrell, Tyrell Bowie. Shout out to DeAndre Richardson. Shout out to his older brother, Devontre Richardson. Shout out Family to, business. Um, shout out, you know, you already know, because DeAndre is the one who got who got the the five hundred the five hundred thousand just for himself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Devontre. Um, shout out to Nathaniel Braxton and shout out to Mr. Enos Ducost. I have a cousin named Enos. As soon as I saw that name, I was like, damn, he Haitian. Shout out to uh, Mr. Enos Ducost because he's the one who bought the two cars. It wasn't enough to just get a BMW. He had to get the matching Benz. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's just how it goes when you're a baller. And now they will be balling in federal jail. <laughs> federal prison, rather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so to all you fellas, get it how you live. I mean, before you commit said crime, you got to ask yourself, am I willing to go to jail or prison for this amount of money? I feel, let me stop before I in- incriminate myself. Yep, that sounds <laughs> <laughs> That sounds <laughs> Oh, man. But I mean, right, like you got to ask yourself, yo, am I going to have some bread when I get out? How long am I going to go for? Is that a good enough amount? Well, you know, they're not going to get to keep that money either. You know what I'm saying? So half a mil, I don't know. How long do I get to live on? It's got to be where I'm like, yo, I tried for like a big, you know? They're going to repo those cars. (laughs) Not the Benz. They'll probably end up in a federal private prison that charges them a daily fee to even be there. Damn. Oh, damn. You're going to get out of prison in debt. Oh. 
Uh, Gotta pay your probation fines and service fees every month. Uh, <laughs> uh, that. Um, Emily, give us some uh, give us some shout outs or parting words or final mm. thoughts. <laughs> You're you so no funny, now What's I have to that? remember some profound thought to leave you with. No. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, whatever comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's going um, to Miss Connie. Yep, Miss Connie. She's been crazy busy, so if anybody needs to buy a house, let me know. Oh, hey. Oh, word? Yeah, she's been having a good time in the housing market. I don't know. Oh. I, I'm up here like una- unable to afford anything, but uh dinner's on Connie. What? <laughs> Drinks on Connie. Me. What? <laughs> yeah, Pinellas, Hillsboro, Pasco, I don't know, all the other counties over there. So, yeah, shout out to her. Word, word. Well, I'll, 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 you know, shout outs are usually the same. Shout out to uh, shout, shout out to the to that to that football game last night because I basically lost my voice doing all that yelling. Um, <laughs> yo, I uh, I did got convinced to we convince Maria to come on. Oh hey, yeah that that that's not happening. She <laughs> she heard so she heard. Then she tried to come at me with some static like, oh you don't want me on. I'm like, no. Nah, if you want, oh. I was like, yeah. If you want to come on, come on. And then she's like, no, nah, you know I don't want to go on there. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why I said what I said, but yeah, 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 she has not been convinced to come on. No, okay, well, she will be. So, it, so it'll be it'll be a little while longer. It'll be a little while longer, but um, yeah. The, so shout out to to Maria and shout out to our, our little man. That's all I got. And Amaya, bro. Nah, my grown. Oh, all right. No shouts from she, my... girl. She had eight dogs. All right. You know, she had eight She out here living her life. Ah, she gets a shout out too. She know I love her. <laughs> she know I love her. I, I, I haven't. I've specifically not shouted her out so that one day she could be like, "Yo, you ain't shout me out." Then I'm like, "Oh, you listen to my show." Oh, <laughs> nice. so she won't listen. Yeah, she don't listen. You see? I don't blame her. I saw that. Uh, we we only have like uh, one percent of our listeners are eighteen. 18 to what is it? 18 to I forget 24 or something. Oh, so we so we appear to the grown ups, we appear to the adults. Yep, no, that's no, we're like the, we're like the next bracket and up from like 26 or 28 year olds and up. That's what I'm about, <laughs> yo. Word <laughs> adults, all those people who've been to some shit. don't listen to us. People who've been to some, shit. you know what? Hold up, man. all those old people on TikTok listen to us. <laughs> You know what? Shout out, shout out, shout out to Joe Manchin for for being the most popular man in America. Who? Joe, Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin, the senator from the great city of West Virginia. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the Democratic <laughs> senator from the great state of Virginia, who seems to uh, who <laughs> to seems to for, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> who seems to forget? Who seems to forget what his party stands for? But it is what it is. Joe Manchin, he just he's he just talked tough because he thinks he's got a strong hairline. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah, he probably he, he got himself a good uh, got himself a good barber, yo. That's all. Yeah, it he is. got a good barber. That's really what it is. Yeah, a, it's, 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 you know, it's a DC barber too. You can't get you can't get that kind of hairline and mm. that kind of hairline <laughs> fix in West Virginia. Mm. 
horrible. He lives a life out in D.C. He's got a houseboat. He's chilling. He's six three. He's a big dude. Bro, I got a houseboat. Ooh, so maybe I should watch how I talk about him. Is that what you're six saying? Six three? No, 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 no. He's seventy four. <laughs> Is, Is that what you say? He got, he got, he got that reach on me. Nah, just uh, seventy four years old. He's got like brittle bones. He's probably slow. <laughs> He think he he's probably that guy that thinks his jaw, you know, you got like you get, it could take a punch, but it's he probably got a glass jaw. You can tell he got a glass jaw. He got a strong jawline though. No, 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 it's not it's not it's like medium. <laughs> like a medium jawline. I don't think he I don't think he could take a hit. You can Yo, tell by, by how how small and pointy his nose is. It's yeah. <laughs> I mean, his skin is less wrinkly than you would expect for a seventy-three-year-old. So Yo, you get you get some good treatment out in D.C. I think he wears makeup. Yeah. Oh, he definitely does. There's some you know? Botox or fillers, probably. He definitely <laughs> does. Because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes he has crow's feet. Sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. yeah he's, he's seventy-four. Yeah. Nah. My man will go down and. And, and you know, you just hit him with a body shot because you know his liver's done, his kidneys. <laughs> shot. Just bop, pop him one good time. Drinking all that Virginia whiskey. You like, you need to go kickboxing or boxing or something because you've got a lot of who me pent up aggression right now. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm working out. I get, yeah. I get it out every. every yeah, get, get your man, get your man a punching bag, please. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, anyways. Uh, let's see. I got my shout outs are regular. You know, you know who they go to. Uh, L.A. Insurance and L.A. Uh, LA Realty, they're doing their thing. Uh, Alan Ray and Charles. Yeah, shout, shout out to Charles. Yo, Charles is the homie. Yeah, straight up. Uh, shout out to Tori and Be Nice. Come see me on Monday nights. Hey, I'll be doing my Monday night football thing at the bar as long as I still, uh, as long as I'm still, I mean, depends on the new job and the schedule. But hey, Monday night football, come see me Monday nights. The corner of Roslyn and Washington. The, call, the bar is called Be Nice. Um, shout out to all my homies and all those guys as well. Uh, no, the see. crew is literally called All My Homies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> AMH, All My Homies. Um, let's see. Kenya Robinson and the Blixel Restock Image Project. Shout out to her doing her thing. thing. Shout out to Longshot Barn Billiards. Uh, you already know Harold and, and Mo holding it down out there in the pawn shop right next door. And shout out to uh, Slices, New York. They got a pizza shop right out there on 536, right off the 417 exit. It's really good. But anyways, that's about it. That makes me want pizza. Yeah, I kind of want some pizza too, but Words. it's not that late actually. I mean, I still I might order some pizza. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. Get get it how you live. So get you some yeah. pizza. Ten thirty. I I got. I was gonna go grocery shopping, but mm. I don't even feel like doing any of that. <laughs> that was I a great stuff reaction. In my face with a with a, with a nice. <laughs> Emily's reaction pizza. was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we know Emily ain't gonna be no kind of food shopping at this time. No, nah, <laughs> nah. it's all good. Nah, whatever. I'll see what's up. I'll think about it. Anyway, until next time. Thank you for joining us. You could be anywhere yep, in the yep. world. But you're here with us. Peace. <laughs>